0: How are you? There we go. Okay, so um, we'll do some interactive stuff a little later, but I'm going to click on the just ask everybody to mute themselves so we don't get any dogs barking in the background. So if you guys could go ahead and unmute yourselves, and how you do that, just hover over your image, your video, and then click those little three little dots, and please mute yourself. Um, and uh, but but you still have the ability to unmute yourself. So. If we prompt you to say, "Hey guys, you have some questions?" Um, you have that ability at any point. Um, okay, so let's get going here, Stephen. Um, Stephen's going to try to share the attempt to share the slides himself, and I'll be his backup if for some reason he has issues. Um, there we go. Go for it, Stephen. Or share okay, with you want. Okay. First of all, to. Yeah.
1: Welcome to IGA and Groups of America. Andrew, you usually do an introduction.
0: Apparently, you're not going to do it tonight. We've been. I'll too- do an informal one. Yeah, go, I, I go didn't ahead. write up an informal because, yeah, we rambled for like 15 minutes early to talk to everybody. So, if you can be informal, hey, I can too. Go so, um, I'll do a really informal introduction. So, Stephen and I, you know, we've been talking to inventor groups across the country literally for over two decades, right or other business that coaches and mentoring mentors inventors uh, to license their products. Um that's how people know us for the most part. But we've been doing that for 25 years. So we got to uh, know presidents uh, of inventor groups. You see what I mean with okay. the unmute uh, yourself thing? Now I got somebody okay. talking in the background. How are you? Are you busy? All right. I don't know if you can find that person Stephen that's talking. Um whoever's talking if you could mute yourself that would be great. I really appreciate it. There you go. I found it. Okay. All right. So, um Nobody's really supporting these guys. You know they're running inventor groups, they're presidents, they're they're saints, right? And so but then also we wanted to we wanted to do something to support inventors in general. So we sponsored this event to go out to Washington D.C. with all the leaders of the inventor groups to we we're not supposed to say lobby, to talk to our representatives about better laws for for inventors. In the way of intellectual property and patents, and we got to know all these people even that much more. And some we didn't. So we started the group with purely the goal of just helping out inventor group leaders, and then we expanded the goal of doing events like this to educate. So that's basically the history of IGA, pure and simple. So and with IGA, unlike InventRight, InventRight is our coaching and mentoring business. Where we mentor inventors to license their products at IGA we want all different points of view people that are venturing starting their own business licensing patent attorneys prototypers all different points of view. Okay, this this meeting Stephen will define it further is more specifically for licensing and yeah we do a lot more licensing stuff because that's what Steve and I are experts at But we also bring in experts in other areas. So there's my interest Stephen, for what IGA is all about
1: well, thank you Andrew. Well, I want to welcome everybody. This topic is very, very dear to my heart because I started thinking um, about my ideas. Uh, recently, I've taken on four ideas to try to license and reach out to companies uh, in the last six months. And I wanted to get back in the game again because I was telling Andrew, uh, things change and I want to keep sharp. And I had four product ideas i really loved and i wanted to see all right let's see and some were hard and some were a little bit easier but i really wanted to experience firsthand again and really get in the game and what i realized um doing going through this whole process um, things have changed and we do a lot of uh webinars and providing information on what has changed to reach out to companies and i'm not going to talk a lot about that but but i learned a lot about how to be uh the follow-up but what I did realize, and I think I want to share with you, really recognize that the ideas that you pick, how hard is it going to be to license those ideas? Because some ideas are going to be, are going to take more time, effort. Chances are going to be a little bit slimmer. And some ideas are just going to be easy. Thank you. Because I have easy ideas and I have ideas that aren't so easy. And you need to recognize the difference. And so you're in control of picking your ideas and how much work you wanna to put towards those ideas. Because at the end of the day, um, I don't wanna push rocks up a hill anymore, okay? i have gotten a little tired of picking ideas where I'm just going to have obstacles after obstacles and it's like pushing a rock up a hill. Boy. Maybe because um, of my age and my
0: time. Okay. Can I call you in a, in a while? No. Okay, guys, I'm sorry. I just took away the ability to unmute yourself because not everybody can okay. behave. So I'll, I'll take that back and you guys can ask questions later.
1: So I, I because I've got one idea that's just rolling down the hill. And it's a big idea. It's a complex idea, but it's still rolling down the hill. I'm not. I'm doing very little work and it's just moving. And I've got some other ideas that I'm still pushing up the hill. And it dawned on me that that type of information needs to be shared. And I wanna share that information with you tonight because there is a big difference here. And if you're pushing your ideas up a hill and things aren't working, I think we can discover why. And that's gonna allow you to look at your ideas a little differently for the next one and the next one and the next one. Stephen and I
0: talked about the the goals of what we wanna share with you today here. And it's not that you would never work on a difficult project or you always have to work on a simple project but to make you aware of what a difficult project is. So if you wanna take it on, you're aware. Stephen, I think so many people take on projects and they don't really know what they're getting themselves into. They don't know what a difficult project is, a simple one, one that's right in the middle. And I think you're gonna do a lot to help them with that today.
1: Well, you know what I realized, Andrew? I used to think that pushing the rock up the hill were just big ideas, but I don't think so anymore. I think you can have a big idea that still rolls down the hill. But I used to put them easy ideas, hard ideas and hard ideas were, were just ideas that were big ideas were hard ideas. No, no, no. What I, Because I'm working on a really big idea. That's just rolling down the hill. I'm like, why is that so easy? Why, why is it? Why am I not fighting and sweating and working so hard on this one idea? That's why I want to give this talk. So we're going to start. I'm going to share my screen and uh
0: let's see let me get you want me to do it instead Stephen I'd be happy to I'm okay oh okay oh that looks great great job
1: Andrew's always surprised when I do anything that requires any technical uh (laughs) knowledge or skill okay is everybody ready okay um so we're going to talk about ideas that require a lot of work ideas that don't require a lot of work but what does that really mean yeah, how to pick ideas that make money that's what that means because the ideas, ideas that roll down the hill there's a better chance of you making money from those ideas than the ones that you're always pushing up the hill Ugh. so let's talk about how to make money tonight okay all right oh yeah Does it feel like you're pushing a rock up a hill? You guys, raise your hand, put it in the chat. How many people have an idea It feels like you're just pushing and pushing and pushing that rock up a hill? I want to hear you guys talk about it because maybe it's just me or maybe it's a lot of people. But I can tell you, I get a little tired of pushing that rock up a hill. So tonight we're going to talk about easy products to license versus hard products to license. Now if you've been following andrew Krauss and myself for any length in time you know what licensing is but maybe you don't and i'm going to talk about that very very quickly licensing an idea product licensing is where you're going to rent your idea to a company that's already in business that has the shelf space the marketing the manufacturing and you're going to rent or license that idea to that company and every time they bring it to market for you they're going to pay you a royalty on the wholesale price that's what product licensing is and that's why Andrew and I really love it more today than ever because it's all about speed to market so tonight we're going to talk about what's an easy product to license and what is a hard what are hard products to license all right there you go did I cover that okay Andrew yeah all right yeah here it is you guys if you know the difference you're going to be prepared I like it. You're going to be prepared. You're going to know what you're up against. You're going to know how much energy and time and effort do I want to put towards that idea because we're all busy and maybe you want to do something else or or maybe you do have a big idea and you want to realize where the obstacles are going to be because I still want to do it and I don't care if it's pushing a rock, but I know I need to know what's ahead. So even with those tough ideas you'll still have a better understanding of how to get them launched through licensing okay okay here it is this is what I've learned hard products to license they require education Hmm. they require education okay now I really didn't think that was a big deal it's a huge deal okay because When you have to explain to someone how to use my product, that's going to be expensive, time-consuming, and that's difficult to do. Now, maybe your packaging shows people how to use it, but anything that requires, you need to do this, and this, and this, and this, that makes it more difficult to market. That was interesting. Um, Andrew, you know what that is? No? Nope. Okay. Expensive to implement. Hmm. What does that mean? That means I might need a new machine. I might have to retrofit a machine. Maybe the technology doesn't exist. Maybe I have to spend a lot of money to change the supply chain. It's just more difficult to figure out how to do it. Hmm. Okay. Which really adds up to being um, just time consuming and difficult. Also, more expensive compared to similar ideas on the market. This is more important than ever today. And I'm going to get to that a little bit later. If you got an idea that's more expensive than similar ideas, that's going to make it more difficult. Now, this is really very simple. Anything that requires education, expensive to implement, maybe a new machine, and it's more expensive at a retail price point than similar ideas. If you've got any of those issues, that's going to be some obstacles in your way. Okay, so let's give an example of that. Okay. Came up with a great idea called spin formation, a rotating label. It took me three to four years to really launch it. It was on national brands. We sold 500 million labels, but it had some problems. And at the time, I really didn't know what they were. I just thought, what a great idea. I just thought, I have a great idea. Why is that going to be a problem? Well, you know, you take it here. You spin the label. Give you more information here. Spin information, seventy-five percent more information. Why isn't that should be important? Yes, people loved it. They want they they wanted to know more about it. They were intrigued by it, and that was enough for me to stay with it. But these were the obstacles. Number one, it took education. That's why you see this picture here. It says "spin me." It took education, that's always a problem. I didn't realize how big problem that was. Even though it's not on the label, it still required someone to do something they have never done before. The machinery down there, you see this machinery down there, that machinery to apply spin formation costs anywhere from a quarter of a million dollars to up to a million dollars to implement. So if I was gonna put it in Coca-Cola facility, in which they have 30 facilities, you're talking about $30 million to implement. (laughs) Holy smokes, that's a barrier, okay? And the last thing is the label was two labels, not one. So it was twice as much. So yeah, it required education, difficult to implement, and it costs more than a regular label. Wow, so what did this all mean? Well, I was able to finally do it, I was. I got patents on it, I got companies to do it, we won many awards, we sold 500 million labels, but I I can tell you, that was a rock. That was a rock that I kept on pushing, pushing. I got rejected a hundred times by companies. It was really a tremendous effort, okay. there it is easy product ideas the license no education you just get it I mean I don't even you know I don't even have to tell people what to do you know it's almost like the iPhone here how many how many instructions are there with this very little it's intuitive right if you have a product that has no education they just get it it's much better companies will love it they just love it because they get it because I'm working on a really, really big idea at the moment. And what's happening is it's such a simple, small improvement that you just get it and the companies love it. Easy to manufacture. I don't care if it's a big idea or a small idea. If it's easy to manufacture, maybe a tooling change, Maybe it's, you know, a little slight change here or, or some dyes. It's just easy to manufacture, no issue. And here's the biggest kicker of all of them. You guys, same price point, the similar ideas are even lower. Those are really three things that I've noticed. And if you've got a product that does all those, it's going to be so much easier. You know what happens? It just, the rock just rolls down the hill. And what's really great about it, once you know these things, you're going to start using that in your marketing material. When you reach out to someone, hey, this is easy to use. People are going to love it. It's easy to understand. What? Well, guess what? We can manufacture it on any existing equipment. And guess what? The price point's the same or lower than existing ideas. It sells itself when you have those three things. Okay. So let's give an example. Um, this is called... Um, the picture to the left, that was what this indoor basketball Nerf game I picked up from Ohio Art. And you see this little, it's plastic and they have a little Steven, Stephen,
0: can part. you give us a point of reference? How long ago was this?
1: God, that was ever. That was a long time ago. That was in um, the 90s, I think. Okay, cool. And I love playing basketball. I bought the indoor basketball game in here. It was out of plastic. I really loved it. I did like this little picture of Michael Jordan. Because you know what I was doing in my room, I was kind of playing one on one against Michael, and, and I'm like, "God, oh, this is really boring. Look at that," and, uh, you know. So, I came up with the Michael Jordan uh, wall ball, which I took a poster of Michael and put him on the backboard. It was paper, not plastic. Now, this was in a box, and I put it in a. It was in a clamshell. So, what happened? I took what they did previously, it was small graphics, plastic in a box. I did full graphics, leveraged IP of Michael, no box, easier to see, easier to see it, lower cost, still no education. You just got it. That's a no brainer, but you know what happened? I got a con- I sent it to Ohio, Ohio art. Three days later, I had a contract that sold for 10 years. It, the ball rolled down the hill it was easy to make decisions. You got it. It was easy. We get it. We understand it. it's cheaper. You're leveraging. It's just, it was just a better idea. It was a better product. It was easy. There was no obstacles in front of, in front of anybody. That was, that was a rock that was rolling down the hill. And I've seen it now repeatedly with products I'm working on today. If I can find ideas that are require no education, lower cost, easy to implement, companies are going to say yes. Now there's other things to consider too when you're thinking about your product ideas. Number one, how crowded is the space? Of course, if you're in a crowded space, like let's say iPhone holders, iPhone cases, pretty crowded, right? You might wanna think twice. Here's the other thing that's really important today because of the economy, because people are a little bit more cautious, companies are a little bit more cautious, is my idea of filling a need or a want. If I have a product that's, that really helps with a, a need, it's always gonna be better than a want. This one big idea I'm working on now, I told you it's so simple to understand and it's so easy to understand and know what it does, it makes it easier for people to do something. It solves a need. Wow, solves a need. That's really amazing. The retail price point too. I do believe I would be aware of the price point of your product. And I I like lower price points a little bit today just because it's easier for people to purchase. Also consider, is it seasonal, right? Is it seasonal? If I have a product that's only great for you know springtime, uh, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. I'm going to practice sales every single day, every day, and how large the market is. I want something that's a big market.
0: Stephen, if it's seasonal, it doesn't mean it's going to be harder to license necessarily. It just might mean you, you get royalties you well know, mostly during one part of the year rather than all year round, right?
1: Well, it, it is harder because they're only going to take so many.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: yep. they have to make sure they manage their inventory really tightly because they have a small window.
0: Very good point. Yeah, so it, it's a little bit more difficult, and they're a little bit more concerned about that inventory.
1: And they're only going to make so many.
0: And on top of that, you're you're going to earn less money too. Yeah. Doesn't mean people shouldn't do seasonal products, but that's a very relevant point.
1: Eh, it's just it makes it a little bit harder. Sure. If I only got a small market. Oh, that's even going to be more difficult, right? Okay. All right. So let's get out of this real quick. Let's see. What was really interesting, Andrew, about when I started really thinking about this? It's not, um, I've changed my, you know, it, it's funny. I did a webinar on all the rules I want to break that I used to think these were rules and forget them now because things have changed. And one of the rules I think I need to add to it is just because you have a big idea doesn't mean it's going to be harder. No, because big ideas that are easy to understand, that don't require education, that are easy to implement, right, and that are less expensive, those are going to roll down the hill too. So it's not just complex ideas versus simple ideas. No, no. It's how to look at your ideas and look at the obstacles ahead of you. Now, you have to understand, there might be some really big obstacles ahead of me, and I still might want to take it on. But I think you need to look at your ideas that way. Because when I see some, other, some ideas I'm working on right now, I'm seeing the same problems again. I've got to put a million-dollar piece of equipment in there. i got to educate. They don't know how to do it. I'm going, oh, jeez. And I saw a product today that it's just simple. It's easy to understand. It's a better product and it's a lower price point. I'm taking that one. So I'm very selective and I think you need to be when you're selecting your product ideas, not that you sh- shouldn't stop working on ideas that are going to be more difficult, but just be aware of the time you're going to spend. Because at the end of the day, if you can pick the ones that are easier, you're going to make more, you're going to make a little bit more money and you're going to make money faster. <laughs> okay, so there's the end of this, my talk. Yeah. Okay let's get some questions here you guys and let's there was one there
0: was one um comment that was very astute which was you know molds can cost tens of thousands of dollars but new machines can cost hundreds of thousands of dollars do you want to comment on that I forget who said that I'm sorry I'm not giving you credit it was in here somewhere yeah
1: what um you know, it's interesting about machinery, because most of the ideas that I that I'm in the packaging, it's all about manufacturing, right? And and scaling. And it's so I'm dealing with, you know, an inexpensive piece of equipment. It's a quarter of a million dollars. So that's nothing. But some of it's like a million dollars and you got to put them in multiple places. <laughs> Think about it. Multiple places. Yeah, what nice. if I had a product that I had to put one machine in one place and they shipped them out to everybody much better? Okay, so so you start thinking of it that way, and going, wait a minute. If I had a machine, I had to put in Coca Cola, and there's 30 facilities that cost a million dollars. That's 30 million dollars. That's a hard sell, right? But if if I had an idea that you ship, it's easy to ship, and you ship to everybody. I only have to change one facility. Uh, that might be something that might go after. It might be a little bit easier.
0: Now. Yeah. Most of, most of our rights students that we coach to license their products, Stephen, they're not worrying about machines at all. You know, they, they, they look at the types of products a company is making, maybe similar products. Maybe they even make a statement. I'm telling our students to do this all the time. You know, well, you got these, well, you got a new pair of glasses, right? And it has some little tweak to it. And when the company says, well, how are we going to make this? And y- you cite these other products and you go, well, that's 1995, that's 2495. And I'm just making this little change here. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's just an injection mold. We can do that. And the inventor is not having to research which machinery or understand the manufacturing or any of that. But that's not always the case. But it is the case the vast majority of the time with most consumer products. The the inventor doesn't even know what type of injection mold they're using or if they need certain machinery. But what you're saying is you kind of need to have a feel for is this gonna, before you spend money on patents and make marketing materials and make your list of companies and reach out, that you need to know which projects which. Well, and I think a lot of people here after listening to you talk are gonna be like, that's great, Stephen but can you look at my product and tell me exactly what's the well, manufacturing I, on this? And they're like, I don't know how to figure that out. I, you know what I think is happening?
1: I think the more you understand the process, the better off you're going to be. I also understand that you're not going to have all the answers. Right. And, and when you're doing something new for the first time, you know, a copyright's going to be complicated to you. You know, it's one of the simplest I, IP things you can do, but if you've never done it before, that's complicated. You know, some people putting a profile on LinkedIn is a big step or attaching a document, you know, okay what I'm saying is if I can understand more about the process, that's going to help me be a better designer too. Right. I Steven,
0: mean, I think one thing that'll be very encouraging, can you tell them the toilet paper story? You know what I'm talking about. If you don't, I'll tell the story. Oh, I do. I can do. you tell, cause that's, that one's, that's really helpful. And it's going to give people some practical um, ways story, of doing but, the research.
1: Yeah, it's an old story, but it's a great one. We saw this wonderful idea for one of our members and it was um uh uh, embossing toilet paper for messaging or patterns or something kind of clever I think it was or is that what it was and it was something to do with toilet paper I think and at the time we're talking about 25 years ago I think but the idea was really simple looked brilliant and I think the person was reaching out to companies and the first question I asked can they make that now you would look at it and go yeah of course that's no big deal but at the time they couldn't didn't have the technology to do that and only when the person looked and asked questions you realize oh I better find another idea but but
0: here here's here's a really nice part of the story we told her go on YouTube and watch some videos about how because there's tons of like how it's made stuff right and in this particular, you can always do this, but you can do a, a series of different things. So you always have to try. And I think a lot of inventors don't try. They're like, well, I don't know how toilet paper. I'm like, I'm like, you can get on YouTube now, any of you could. And you could have, show me how toilet paper is made. And there's a freaking video on that. And it's probably fun and entertaining too. And so when she got on there and she watched a YouTube video, it's that simple in this one case. I'm not saying it always is. She came back and she's like, oh, Stephen and Andrew, yeah, I, I don't I guess this can't be done. And then the question is, but could it be done? And so she could then say, Oh, I see how the machine, this is what Steven does with his brilliant inventions. Um, I see how the machinery's made. I want to modify the machinery, but right then then you can stop for a second and go, okay, I could figure it out but it's going to be a a lot of work to try to convince the toilet paper manufacturer to change their machinery well, and maybe I don't want to work on this project maybe I do
1: maybe that's one of those ideas that you realize you're going to be pushing a rock up a hill so but I do think it's interesting because I I do believe I'm a manufacturing guy and I know very little about manufacturing <laughs> that's funny to say that I know a little bit but I don't know all of it I mean, you know, and I'm in robotics with high speed equipment for beverages. I don't know anything about robotics. I know to ask the right people. Right? And so, for every project you have, I don't I don't think you need to go so far in details like that, but I can tell you this. When you start to dig a little bit deeper and you start asking questions, it's always very helpful. Because they might say, "Well, is that going to be blow molded or injection molded?" well and you go I don't know you you do it I, I don't know if I want to be I don't know if I I would rather have a little bit more knowledge and go well let's talk about this what do you think what would be the most cost effective way of doing it you know why I think that's also important you might take that knowledge and put it in your provisional patent application you see so I'm a learner. I'm a, I I told this to my coaching staff. I'm a lifelong learner. I'm curious. And it just happens to be today that anything you're curious about is on the internet.
0: You guys have more tools than any. When our students started 25 years ago, their big question was like, I know I'm supposed to mail my cell sheet. That's what we had people doing. Um, But Hey, do you, could you think I could send a fax? And we were like, You know black and white it's not going to look at that's how long we've been doing this, but I want to share a story, so this is a product. From Ryan Bricker and he's one of our students and i'm going to show you the product and i'm going to tell you how. If this was your product it shouldn't be hard for you to figure this out so basically this product is a glass it's just a regular liquor glass it's a it's a square glass with a plastic wedge that goes in into it okay go over there so. What the problem was he solved is when you have ice cubes, it's a lot of surface area and the ice cubes will melt in the whiskey and it will dilute the whiskey. So he said, well, and any of you could have had this idea, right? And you said, well, what if I freeze the ice at an angle and, and then there's not as much surface area with the ice to the whiskey and then it won't dilute the whiskey? So do you guys need to know all about manufacturing to know that this is a glass with a plastic piece of plastic stuck into it do you need to know how the machinery works for that hell no of course you don't so well, have you, I if, I kind of disagree with that a little bit okay and, and, and the reason why I think I think that was okay
1: years ago I don't think it's so okay today
0: it's okay sometimes sometimes
1: not depends because I think the more you ask someone else to do the more they have ownership oh explain that yeah. I think when we first started out, I think it was a little easier to talk to companies and they would look at things. But the minute I ask someone to do something, it's going to slow it down a little bit. What do you mean? Who's well, the, the minute someone? I say, I don't know how to manufacture this, I have no clue how to do it. You figure it out.
0: Okay. But that's not what I'm saying. I'm but saying what, in this case, saying, but. Yeah. That's but not what I'm, what I'm saying. saying
1: is, if I understand that what he says, less surface area. How do I achieve that? That would get me thinking of all the different variations to put my PPA, maybe having a little knowledge to guide them a little bit, because if I don't guide them a little bit, there's always that thought that maybe they'll come up with something and they think they own it. That's the thing I'm a little aware of, and so. Oh I, yeah, yeah yeah so I I don't like to go on these conversations completely clueless anymore
0: yeah and I'm not talking about how you're going to do it I'm, and I'll I'm going to give the other product here and I'm going to con- contrast both okay so this is this, just a standard square whiskey glass okay if you see that they're making whiskey glasses there's no question there and then this black piece here is just a black piece of plastic that you're going to stick in the whiskey glass you put it in the freezer you freeze it then you take it out you remove the piece of plastic so from a manufacturing standpoint um that that one's like okay i, I know that they could do that now here's a place where you might make an assumption and i haven't asked ryan on this this is another product that it called the cigar glass where it has a um a hole where you can put a cigar right here okay now so it's a glass that's shaped in a certain way. Maybe you shouldn't assume that they can make that kind of glass. Maybe with the way they make glasses, that would be a giant problem, right? Oh well, oh well, that it's just you're just going to make a glass in your shape. Well, maybe that's a problem. So when you're doing simple products, you should be thinking like this: like you shouldn't assume that they can make this glass. Right. But I am going out on a limb and saying I am assuming they can make this because it's just a piece of plastic and a regular glass. Love it. More than likely they can do it doesn't mean you don't suggest how how they're going to do it, Stephen.
1: I I guess the reason why I think things have changed a little bit, because I I saw an idea recently that someone had sent it to a company and they did it in a product launch and the the person uh, didn't hit the minimum guarantees and wanted it back. And the company said, no, you gave us a concept. And we figured it out and they wouldn't give it back. So I do think overall, educating yourself a little bit more about it is always a positive thing. And if you don't, find someone that can help you, um, that understands it more, but just be aware of it, you guys. So I don't wanna go too deep in that, but I wanna get to Jennifer's question here Um, because this is very current and I really like that she's asked this question. Um, She mentioned, I have a product idea. I wanna get into Chewy uh does does that mean chewy have an in-house brand that's really interesting and does that mean i'm pushing a rock up a hill a product idea came to me and that was one i took on to try to help someone get into a company but it wasn't a product it was a process and because it was a process it was going to make shipping chewy's products Better to the consumer, and not only it could be it could be Chewy, it could be anybody that sells online. So, but that was a little bit different. That, that now I'm licensing a process. So, so Jennifer, that's why it was a little bit different. So I wanted to get to Chewy because I spoke to someone at Chewy, and they told me where their problems are in this process, and I had a, a solution to that so it wasn't an in-house brand it was a process and I'll tell you very hard to get to them very very hard I finally get to someone didn't respond and I started reaching out to all these people in purchasing and manufacturing it got a response to no one so yes was that a rock pushing that up a hill absolutely 100 percent. did I know it was at the time no I did not
0: so the lesson I'm getting from that Stephen is that you have regular consumer products or industrial products, that you can say, hey, this fits in with your product, like you can license it, or you're going to change a whole new process. Chewie is a retailer, and she's trying to license a new process to a retailer. And so for those of you that are in doubt, whenever Stephen and I would see something like that, instantly we'd go, that's going to be harder than a simple physical product every time guaranteed. So I think Stephen's given some examples of the spin label Michael Jordan wall ball and the more examples we can give here, the better, but every time trying to license a process try to trade a whole system guaranteed it's going to be harder it doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Here, it, well, can we, yeah.
1: let's talk about another example you guys are gonna love this too. hold on. Um, I love this product from Brian Walker. He couldn't license this to anybody. He showed it to everybody.
0: What is it? it it.
1: Until he figured out because you couldn't put it on a box in a box on a shelf and explain what it did. Didn't work. No one knew how to use it. What does it do? Until he showed it to someone that um that was doing circuses you know at, at a circus whereas people would be in the crowd and they could go it, it required it didn't require any education because they could see it hey I see it I see it I see it It wasn't in a box eventually it landed at all the Disney theme parks and they still sells today and he collected over 10 million dollars in royalties wow the obstacle was the difficulty was it couldn't be in a box. It required education. The minute he got it out of education at worked. So that was kind of an interesting like, all right, um, if I've got a product that requires education, when am I going to put a video like you see in bed, bath and beyond here's my product this is what it does. Uh, you're not gonna see a lot of that, right? That's very difficult to do. So Jennifer, that's getting back to Chewy. And let me tell you, let me continue what's going on with Chewy too. I haven't given up yet. I'm irritated, so I'm interviewing Chewy now. I contacted their PR department and said, "Hey, I like to write an article on you guys, and I like to talk about innovation, new ideas, <laughs> open innovation." Because once I get that, then I can say, "Hey, I'm getting in." you guys right so but was that a rock up a hill Jennifer yes it was a monster rock and I tell you I got tired um but I you learn along the way so yeah that was a great question um and she also has don't most ideas require new machinery no maybe new dies. it all depends on it you guys um new machinery is expensive And the point is, if it's going to impact a lot of supply chain situations, a lot of facilities, that's where it gets really difficult. And some machinery is very simple to do, some is done by hand, some was high speed. So you really have to kind of know what you're up against a little bit. Great question, though.
0: Um, Veronica said, what was proprietary about the Michael Jordan hoop idea? Was there any way Stephen protected his idea?
1: No, I never protected any of my
0: ideas. (laughs) That's not true. Later. Okay. Earlier.
1: Later. And that—that's always shocks everybody. Because I think we how many raise your hand. Who's worried about someone stealing your idea? Raise your hand. Get the hands up. Come on, everybody. I know everybody thinks that. Come on, everybody thinks that. I know everybody does. Everybody does. Um, it never crossed my mind. And let me tell you the reason why i never worried about it um they're just ideas i have a million of them and I, I found a way to come up with a million ideas i found a way to come up with ideas anytime i wanted ideas i can't, found a way to come up with ideas any time of day in any category and any product i found a way
0: yeah, and because
1: of that i really didn't care so much about my ideas and because of that i wasn't afraid to show my ideas because i have i always felt that if they liked my ideas they would work with me pretty darn naive huh but it worked Now michael jordan has no ip whatsoever but that's the toy industry those guys are really friendly they need us they've embraced open innovation for i don't know 80 years there was no fear I called them up and said, "Hey, I got a great idea. Who'd who I send it to?" They said, "Send it to Laura Wil- Lowell Wilson." I sent it the next. I sent it to him, and, and three days later, goes, "Hey, I love this. Here's a contract." And guess what? There's no minimum guarantees. There's nothing in there. I was just so happy to sign when I would have signed anything.
0: <laughs> which, which you what? guys, you guys should not do. I've talked to inventors. Did that, got themselves into trouble. And one of the things that we've seen at an event right over the last 25 years is we've never, our negotiation coach, Paul has been with us, Stephen, myself, when we were doing negotiations. We've never got a contract from a company where like, just sign it as it is. So I don't want you guys to think you should be doing that. But Stephen's being really honest about it. Um, I I was too new at this. Right. But it kind of worked and I'm glad it did. And because it did, it kept
1: me going. But you know what else it did to me too you have to i have to tell you i licensed so fast at the very beginning i thought well this is going to be really easy i couldn't believe how easy it was and then i tried to license more to ohio art and they didn't take after i, I, I sent them 50 more ideas they said no to all 50. i was like wait a minute this is not as easy as i thought it was okay the point i think andy's right when you first start out, you're gonna make some mistakes. I probably did. It didn't hurt me. I was probably pretty lucky. But as you're learning more about it, um, I think you're gonna realize that if you take, if you get the right knowledge with the right people, here's the catch. Surround yourself with people that care about you. Okay, does everybody understand that? Surround yourself with people that are like-minded like you surround yourself with people that are doing the same thing you're doing right and surround yourself with other inventors and stay away with stay away from service providers <laughs> God, was that terrible for me to say that I think too if you work with anybody make sure they have social proof okay and what I mean by social proof I mean show me what you did last week two weeks three weeks, a year, show me, show me what you're doing, show me results. Because I'm big with that, Andrew, you know that. In fact, if you're following us on LinkedIn, we show results all the time, don't we? Every day we push one out because because it's real and we care. And we, we care enough to give these webinars. We care enough to do a thousand videos. We care enough to do a thousand articles. We care because you know why we care? Because we're like you, I'm like you. I get beat up, and gets beat up. We know what it's like, and I don't want anybody to get beat up. I want you guys to feel remarkable. In fact, the last thing I did on LinkedIn was when you product to kiss the store shelf, how do you feel? It's so remarkable, you'll do it forever. And that's what I want everybody to do, and that's why we're doing this webinar tonight. All right. And, the, and for it. first,
0: well, I wanted to comment Curtis made a had a question here, and I think it's a good example, and then we'll get to Edmund. Um, Curtis says hello, are drones a bad thing to study for new things to add to certain types of drones? Is it a big or uphill idea? So I'm going to comment on that. There's a lot of companies making drones right now, and I think you guys, I think it's very helpful when you give examples like Steven's spin label as opposed to the Michael Jordan wall ball. Um, so and some of you might be like, oh, God, I could never work on a drone product. Well, what if you're the part of the drone, some little accessory that doesn't require you to be technically capable, know how the software works, know how the mechanics work, but you're adding just some little pickup device or something. And you found it over here and you're like, hey, they're not using that on a drone and I'll file a provisional patent and it's just this little device. And I understand that. So, um, but... Then you get somebody else, so that's simple. So let's say it's a little pickup device that goes on a drone. You found it in another industry and you're showing them how they can just modify it slightly to work on a drone. And you're like, it's being done over here. It sells for this price. It could be done. And I've got a ton of drone companies I can license to. Okay, that's looking pretty good to me. But when an inventor comes to us and they say, look, I've got this new idea for a drone. It does this and this and this and this. And I'm like, so what's your background? And they're like, um, I'm a garbage man, or I'm, you know, I, I'm a gardener or whatever. And they have no technical background. Now, sometimes people do those occupations, but they actually are fairly technical. They're smart, this goes outside of their occupation. But, and I'm like, ah, oh, that's just, that's an uphill idea. And it requires lots of technology and lots of changes to be made. So Curtis, if you're working on something for a drone, it could be a complicated product, but if your change isn't complicated, it could be very doable and it might make sense. But that's just one more example that we could give. But if it requires like I got to change the software and I need it to do this and this, and you know nothing about software, well, maybe that's not a project you should be working on. You know what I mean? I want to go through these questions really quickly,
1: you guys, because we have a lot of them and we never get to all of them. So I'm gonna I'm gonna rapid fire. Well, why
0: don't you do Edmund? Edmund has his hand raised. Okay, you know. do you, please. Yeah, go ahead. hey Steven
1: and Andrew good to see you guys again it's been a while
0: Uh, aloha are you still in Hawaii
1: I'm actually I'm in Florida right now uh, all right close enough all over the place
0: (laughs) so what do I do if um like one of the companies that I pitched the golfing game that I talked to um Steven about years ago one of the companies that I pitched it to kind of used some of the um the idea but they never really
1: worked it out with me. Um, what do you do? And you're familiar with WAMO, right? You you guys have worked with WAMO. Yep. And I pitched the I pitched the idea to them a couple of years
0: ago and okay. I got no as well as you know, a good dozen of these other companies and just got what you do.
1: You guys really simple. If you send your idea to a company for some reason later you see it on the market, you're gonna be a little irritated by it. And you're gonna be thinking they stole it from you. All right, but do this call them up, send them an email, say hi. Uh, thank you for doing such a great job. Love your products. I submitted some products a few years back and I see something very similar. I'm just curious that I missed something here. Did something happen? Uh, could you please explain and make sure you copy what you submitted on the date? Give them an opportunity to respond. I can tell you whammo is not in the business of stealing ideas because all the ideas they take are ideas from you guys. So take the high road. Don't poke them. Don't say, but ask them and send them what you have and show them what they've come up and say, I'm a little confused. Um, can we have a talk to kind of, could I understand what happened? Okay. Right. you will be surprised how these companies are going to treat you, but do that. You'll get surprised. You guys, I'm going to go through some of these questions, but that's a great question. I know everybody has, it happens occasionally and they're going to say two things. Yes. We either worked on it before you sent it and they'll show you, or they're like, oops, sorry, made a mistake. Okay. So follow up and be a nice guy. All right. Okay. Uh, it seems kind of awkward, but it happens. It, that stuff happens all the time. You guys, sometimes these companies just forget. Okay. I want to go some of these really, really quick, Andrew. Uh, I forgot where I was going with this. Um, I want to start with, uh, let's see, okay. Uh, should I license? Should I manufacture? You guys, this is kind of interesting. Um, watch a lot of videos on YouTube and, and BitRite TV. Should I license? Should I manufacture? There's just different things that you want to do. Certain risks, certain experience, so much time um I always tell everybody try to license first before you ever try to manufacture because you're always going to hear why it's a bad idea I love it use ask other people here what about this what about this and if they keep on telling you no you'll you'll understand maybe you have to make some changes because the industry experts have told you what changes to make that's what I would do okay um I want to get to this a couple more here uh let's see
0: um let's see there's one from Betty here Stephen if you want me to read this one from Betty off.
1: no I'm just what happened wait a minute I'm sorry let me get rid of
0: this I'm sorry you guys just
1: popped up um patent a method um yes you can patent a method um you guys let me tell you really what the product was it was a new label that provides protection of your private information that has a coupon attached that's really what it was, but it was a different method of opening a box, hiding private information so consumers have their information a little bit more protected. Okay, Gateway Program, you guys are going to talk about it real quick. We have a new program called Gateway where we're going to do work for you. After 25 years of just educating you, we're actually going to do more work now because some people want pros to do it and we're willing to do it and we know how to do it and we know companies that... That looking for ideas, that we know how to handle the situation. So if you want more information, just go to InventRight. Okay, next. Um, in the age of, I love this, Ivy, mean, in the age of the internet, do you think um, intellectual property um, is more important? You guys, I love intellectual property. I just don't think it works. I love it. I file patents today. I file trademarks. I do it. I use it as a selling tool, not as a protection tool because I think it's hard to protect anything. But they're great selling tools. That's how I use them. And I do a lot of talk about that people get it all wrong. If you think you're going to stop some big company because you file have a patent you're wrong.
0: Steven it's should 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 inventor ever call a company or email a company and say I want to sell you my patent.
1: No, no, because Why? they don't buy patents, they too it's risk they they've got their license they might buy it later maybe well later. that's not
0: what I meant um what I meant is you're not approaching them you're selling the benefit of your product you need to show them a marketing piece so they're intrigued by the product it's a product they want to sell but when an inventor emphasizes the patent over the product they don't have their head on straight yeah
1: that's true um someone a doctor told me people might steal Okay, best advice I can give you. If you wanna protect yourself, find companies that love you. Find companies that work with us. Find companies that embrace open innovation. Find companies that are on social media. Find companies that treat their customers well. Find companies that have good reviews with their products. Find companies that send you a message that they do want to work with you. That's the best protection you can possibly have, and be knowledgeable. And don't do something that would give them a reason to not want to work with you. How's that? Okay, let's go to the next one. Uh, I don't want to answer that one; it's too long. Uh, what about ideas that have big, um, bigger ideas, bigger products? Uh, yeah, bigger products to me, bigger shelf space are a little bit more difficult because that shelf space is so precious. I like things a little bit smaller myself. That's just me.
0: I, I, I was just say, say really quickly, yeah, I think the biggest product that one of our students licensed, there might be a bigger one. It was this giant boring drill the size of a Volkswagen bug, and he wow. licensed that. That's the biggest I can think of. Can you think of a bigger one, Stephen? I, uh, that's pretty darn big. Yeah. Um,
1: someone, um, let's talk about portals for a minute. Um, I did a video on portals. I hate portals. I think they don't work. I think they're I think they're 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 a joke. I think they're a scam. I've always believed that people hate when I do that. Uh I even had Spark Hasbro on trying to sell me their great portal. <laughs> okay. They had like one guy that had success. That's not success. Um I I wrote this I did this video on LinkedIn on YouTube about portals and someone I highly respect commented on and said, Steve, you're absolutely 100% right. It does not work. You guys, avoid portals. Now, why do they want to send you to a portal? Why? Why? Because they want to keep you at bay. They don't want to deal with you. Because you haven't figured out a way to get around another way. You haven't haven't played the game, but I'm an expert. I don't need to go through the portal. Because they want to talk to you but they they had the portal for everybody else that doesn't know what they're doing. See portals for everybody that don't know what they're doing. You got to get in a different door because you know what you're doing. That's a way for them to filter the bad stuff from the good stuff. And if you find a system that say, Hey, we got all these companies looking for ideas and there's a company out there, not going to name who they are. They claim, they've got all these companies looking for ideas. That's fantastic. I think it's a great idea. Show me one success. Okay, that's all I'm asking Show me one, and they've been around for a long, long time, and they don't now, even have one on there.
0: Stephen, so. earlier you said you said find companies that like us that want ideas from inventors, and most inventors they they assume if a manufacturer has a website, a brand has a website, and they have a portal, that that is the one indicator that they are open to ideas, and we know that not to be true. So don't just submit to companies that have a page on their website inventors. You can submit your product here for our company. You you wanna reach out on LinkedIn, you wanna reach out via email. And so when they respond to you, when you ask if they're open to receiving outside product ideas and they say yes, well, that's when you know they're friendly. But do not just go by the fact that a manufacturer or brand has a page on their site where you can submit your product. And that is the only thing you're looking at to figure out if they're open to your ideas that's a mistake that's a rookie mistake very common mistake it's it makes sense you know let's
1: say you show a company a bad idea now they don't they don't they don't want to see anything else from you (laughs) you send them an idea they don't like it but they don't want to see anything more from you in fact someone wrote that now I sent them an idea and wasn't that great now they don't want to see anything else yeah yeah because they realize you're not you're not there yet you're not there yet. And they were very kind to say "Yeah, we don't want to kind of deal with you because you're still learning. You still need to up your game a little bit more. You're not ready for for us yet. And if they say that, then you need to go back and look at what you submitted. Maybe it was the wrong product to the wrong company. Maybe your sell sheet didn't communicate correctly. You know, maybe it was not at the standard they're looking at. So you guys, if you're into this game at the very beginning, and you're starting to pitch ideas to companies make sure you're watching a lot of our videos would you please make sure you're getting some help from somebody because the minute you send a bad idea to a company they're going to put you in the amateur pile and now you got to get out of the amateur pile long time to get out so just get ready you guys and send them good ideas okay and and do that and they'll treat you they'll treat you right but if you send them something terrible uh you know it's hard to open that door back up again um and the pet industry is the pet industry considered more of an uphill industry speaking no the uphill I don't know what uphill means um pet industry is really open
0: well you were saying easy good products you know it's it's like going downhill and uphill that it's difficult is it a difficult industry or not
1: no I, I think I think the pet industry hey pets that industry has been growing I don't care if it's COVID it grew even more that industry is growing 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 they love ideas we see more of our members licensing pet products all the time kitchen yes uh DRTV not so much at the moment DrTV's having a hard time you guys I don't know if you know that DRTV is struggling and uh, that's a whole nother webinar. Maybe we should maybe we should do one just on industries, because some industries, yeah,
0: people would love that, Stephen. I think that's great. I was, in, yeah. know,
1: you, you, some industries you want to avoid because they are having difficulties. TRTV is struggling right now. Um, that's a uh, that's a whole
0: other. But the Super Zoo show, because like I said, I live here in Henderson next to Vegas. I went to Super Zoo, booming. It just gets bigger and bigger every year. But you know, not all. When I talk to companies, they're they're not all open to ideas. That's okay. Not every pet company, there are some that are like, no, we don't, we don't do that, but there's plenty that do. So I think it's a great industry. I don't think it's a uphill industry. I think it's a good, good growing industry yeah. where they always need new products. Yeah.
1: Uh, another, um, what about hardware? That industry's trade shows struggling, you know, they're combining shows. That industry's also always been a little tricky just because the big guys have bought all these little guys. That's not an easy industry, I would say. Um, I would say toys, I think toys are struggling a little bit here too, right? Because number one, uh, they had too much inventory a couple of years, so they've cut back. There's um, some retailers that, of course, have gone out of business, but um, Hasbro laid off a lot of people. So I think that industry's struggling a little bit. Um, we have a
0: direct connection to Hasbro and for our students, yeah. I meet with this gentleman um, every couple months and he's still looking for new ideas. So even though they laid off a ton of people, they're still looking for new ideas. Companies always need new ideas oh. in good times and bad. And, and Steve and I have been saying this forever, but maybe some of you are new haven't heard this. You're their free research and development department they only have to pay you if they like your idea what a great deal for them you know isn't that great it is you guys what else someone said
1: um does it right offer free resources yeah tons of it go over there and go up there and grab all the free stuff over there okay um let's see someone asked am I going to go to a trade show I haven't been Edmund must be asking that we saw you at at a, a small inventors group I haven't been to a trade show in quite a while, you guys, but I'm thinking about getting back out in it a little bit. Uh, things have changed a little bit. You know, a lot of companies, you, you know, people pitching on zoom, um, we're talking at invent, uh, Doing something for our members, like a happy hour. So every five o'clock you can jump in and talk to our members about anything. And it's not, it's just, a, it's more of a community base of connecting because I think we need connections more than ever right now and I think you need to know who your fellow inventor is and work together I think we need community more and more you know Elliot we've been talking about that now for quite a while Jennifer too how do we make a an environment to where we can share and talk and learn from each other I, I think you're going to see invent jump into that that area a little bit more I think it's important um because inventors clubs have kind of disappeared trade shows are not doing that great. I went to a trade show that went that was going that was just barely hanging on there. But there are so many inventors there. You guys came out of the woodwork because you're looking for community. And so we got to figure that out a little bit. Uh, Okay, it looks like we're time is almost up here. I think we've gone over a little bit, but you guys uh, anyone's going to uh, travel goods, except you know the (laughs) travel. Has anybody ever tried to license a piece of luggage? Jeez. Mm-hmm. Not an easy industry. Okay. But I love trade shows. You guys you, let me. I've been going to trade shows for probably 35 years. I've gone to every trade show you can imagine. I love them. You one know, one of what, our you know former why?
0: coaches did this hand pillow for traveling, though. Yeah. Travel accessories can be can be a fun category.
1: Know. You, yeah. you, you know why I love trade shows so much? I get fired up when i see all this new stuff i'm I'm dumbfounded by someone coming up with something i didn't come up with i'm I'm always like look at that idea how did that person come up with that i'm inspired that's why i like to go to trade shows and of course um you just learn about new trends what's happening you get to talk to a lot of people who are wonderful uh one thing i want to mention. If you're not connected with Andrew and I on LinkedIn, please connect with us. Please do that. And our friends will be your friends. It's really simple. LinkedIn is a great platform. We're on it all the time, as you know. I just did a video and, or not a video, but what is it like seeing your product on, this, on a store shelf? But I also did an article for Forbes that talked about everything that's gonna be in your way. And I've never written this before every obstacle that's going to stop you from reaching the goal line. Right? Because at the end of the day, you're going to have some obstacles here and you need to figure out how to overcome them. there's one thing you're going to learn from Andrew and myself. Our mission for 25 years was to break down every obstacle in your way. Yeah. And if, if you were to talk about Andrew and myself, there's one thing we're gonna leave everybody with. I want everybody to be able to do this. I want everybody to be able to share their creativity with the world. I want. I don't want any barriers because I hate barriers. People like to put barriers in front of us. I'm gonna knock them down. That's our goal here, and that's why we're here tonight. So connect with us on LinkedIn, go to InventRight for free resources, watch our YouTube channel, InventRight TV, because we're, we've almost hit 75,000 subscribers. Which just like holy cow that took forever
0: yeah we well, i i can't wait till we get the youtube 100,000 plaque that'll be it'll be amazing do this
1: for me get in the game get some nose get beat up a little bit right but get in the game and have some fun we got a hand raised we're going to call it a night pretty soon
0: a bunch of people are emailing. Hey, Andrew, can I email you? Yeah, you can email me at Andrew at com. Any of you can. So I think Shivaji, I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing the name right. Go ahead, Betty. You have to unmute yourself. Hi, everyone. Um, Hi. I wanted to add- address the uh, question I put in the chat about uh, what if you have
1: one product that is a combination of four different other products. Hmm. So you know that the each product can be manufactured uh, separately. It's just a matter of
0: me uh, consulting with the people as far as how to put it all together. Without looking at the product, I can't give you a specific answer. But I can say the vast majority of the time, that's not an issue. But you, I can't really give you an answer without looking at the actual no, product if you, idea. If you want to
1: send us more information? to that, that. That's very complicated because you might be stepping on IP intellectual property issues, right? There could be some issues. So send an email to Andrew at Andrew at InventRight or Stephen Key at InventRight dot com, okay. or better yet, call me. Let me give you my telephone numbers. Everybody ready? Okay. okay here we yes. Go. Here we go. I'm gonna type it in. Here it is. 2094808603. Let's see. You better test it. I could be one digit off, right? Okay, you guys. Um, two things. If you ever want to call me, send me a text message. Call me. Tell me who you are, where you were, give me a little bit of a background. Don't go too
0: long. Okay. Right? Oh. Somebody reminded me to take a group pick. who did that? That was really nice because I forget sometimes. So let me let me do that. So if everybody could give like a thumbs up or a wave, I gotta go through a couple pages here. So let's do it right now. It's good. Here we go. And now I'm gonna do the second page. Here we go. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. Once I get to the keep it up, keep it up. Okay. The fourth and fifth pages, nobody's nobody's on camera. So thank you guys. Thank you. Thanks for reminding me who did that.
1: Bev, so great seeing everybody tonight. Bev, thank you for doing all the help. You're, you're so, so kind. Everybody, thank you for coming. It's nice seeing everybody. Get in the game, have some fun, get beat up. Make sure whoever you work with, type in their name, type in complaints. Make sure they're a caring person. Right. Step over the people that don't care about you. Yeah. All right. All right, thanks guys. Thanks care, everybody.
0: Guys. Bye. Bye. Keep inventing. Bye. Thank you.